0: Oh my now I'm
1: here at last. The best I'm always gonna be the best. Hey looky here. It's the Pat and JT Podcast.
2: Pat and JT Podcast.
3: I know what you guys are thinking, and it's totally my fault. We had uh, two episodes that we diligently worked on really hard. <laughs> uh, we had one for Sunday and we had one for Monday ready to right, go. Right. And, um I'm not a tech person, so they both double dip. On Sunday, so so
2: it just it was just a, an act of what an act of God, an act of Mother Nature, or Is it, no, it divine of, intervention or human well, error, but yeah. Don't human do it, <laughs> it wasn't the fine intervention. I just can't. It's on a hard Sunday to, and all to have two. Right. It was like, we can't wait till it's Monday. It's just,
3: God's like, I'm going to bless everybody with two episodes. I don't think so. Yeah. So we're back on track. <laughs> um, it's the Pat and JT podcast. It's Pat and JT. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, you can also call us on our voicemail, 402-403-9478.
2: Share, rate, review, all that good stuff. And subscribe. Thank All you. All those fun things. All those things. Thank you. Um, and on top of this, we also want to throw out there another thank you to the the dandy fine folks at Coogler Vision. Um, they are a supporter of our podcast, and we couldn't be happier about that. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Dr. Lance Kugler, Dr. Mike Stunts. We're trying to get them in the studio asap. You're going to be going in soon for your consultation. Uh, this sometime this week. Yes. Yep. And there are events coming up this weekend. Um outdoor events and just think about this it gets to this time of year if you wear contacts or glasses i get you cuz i did both pat did both we we get it did you do contacts i didn't do contacts you did glasses though for yeah, me.
3: yeah i would rather run into walls before i wore <laughs> contacts so i wore i wore glasses i had and I, uh, yeah i did i know ladies i'm married now though so sorry <laughs> i wore glasses at the same times i had the same time i had a big bushy goatee and I was I found plus pic- 60
2: pounds. I found pictures of this this weekend. Oh. I just I just uploaded a whole bunch of pictures on my Google Drive because I was adding some pictures for my mom for Facebook. And you found a fat glass one of me? I did. Okay, so <laughs> I want to put that up ok,
3: on Facebook, because we'll I, I love sure. looking at fat class. consider pack. it shared. Thanks. consider
2: it shared. Um, but when it comes to vision correction, um all of the folks at Googler Vision, that's the entire team of world class experts there can help, and they they focus on you as an individual. They want you to have the absolutely the best experience. I know having the correction procedure done for me, um I can't even I, I can't even remember how awful it was changing, you know, just like everything from I see people posting about, is it okay if you sleep in the daily contacts once in uh. a while or, you know, are you run out of the juice so you can't put them in something or you get something under your contact and it's awful. Um, but there's a big event coming up this weekend. We're going to have uh, more coverage of that coming up in, in this episode. That's um, a fundraiser for the flood victims out in West Omaha or yeah. West Douglas County, actually, my hometown West. Waterloo. Yes, yes, it's hometowny, and um, they would love to be able to help you with something like that. So if you've th- thought about doing it, just make the make the appointment for the consultation. I mean, if nothing else, I want you to see this this facility. Yeah, it is state of the art, and um, your eye health, not only your vision, but your eye health is something else that they check for too. They're great. Yeah, so
3: they're super nice people.
2: They are. So get online, you can schedule your consultation there at kuglervision.com and now enjoy our conversation. With the fine folks from the Christian Church and the organizi- or- organizers, the organizers, the that's organi- one of the organi- yeah. <laughs> of this event coming up this weekend, along with the band, 70 Times Forgiven. Love having y'all here.
3: All right, so we need uh, a lot of introductions right now. Um, first well, of this all... Is, okay, this podcast yeah. is number? Uh, oh, I don't even know. We'll have to go back and count and then re-edit that oh in because I don't God. even know. Okay. 90-something?
2: Yeah, we're getting okay. ready for it. But uh, Kristen's <laughs> in the studio with us. And first off, Kristen's from your stomping grounds.
3: and my brother's class. My brother's graduating class. Us, right, yes, of sir. 96 Waterloo
2: no,
4: 96. Panthers. 96. What <laughs>
2: it's
3: like the bug eaters of the Huskers. If you like, you said earlier, if you remember the Panthers, you're yeah. pretty, pretty special. You're OG,
4: yes, man. Indeed. You're, oh, Definitely totally
2: OG. OG. And um, we're friends on Facebook, we are. And then after the flooding hit, yes, we got to talking a little bit. And you were putting some things together. Uh, a lot of people brainstorming, coming up with ideas of ways that they can help the community, yes. Um, tell me how that came together first off. And, and when we went up until the point, we started talking.
4: Well, up until the point that we started talking, I will never forget the day the floods hit. I got a call from Pastor Mike Bitter with the Christian Church of Waterloo, and he said, how are you getting into Waterloo? And I thought, why would anybody be asking how I'm getting into Waterloo? The question is, how do you get out? And uh, we, we had a discussion, and he said, well, I'm heading to Waterloo. There's going to be so many people that need help. And so while most people were evacuating, trying to find higher ground, Pastor Mike Bitter and his wife Ruth were headed into, you know, ground zero to see what they could do to help. And from that day on, it was 16 days and nights, nonstop, 24-7 at the Christian Church of Waterloo, helping all that came, you know, all those that came through the door. with whatever they needed, really. And it wasn't only flood victims. It was first responders that maybe needed a meal or needed just a rest or maybe just needed that positive encouragement to say, keep going, you're doing a great job. And so that's kind of where it started. And we that's pretty much where we determined the need yeah. and, and how strong the need was going to be in our community. It was going to be overwhelming. Very overwhelming. No, no, um, no doubt. Nothing that anybody could have prepared for. Nobody saw coming. And definitely maybe something that nobody's ever seen in their life.
2: Uh, in the room with us, we have a room full of people, and off to your right, if you want to make a couple introductions as well, yes, and we'll pass absolutely. on and, and continue the story.
4: Off to my right is Ruth Bitter. She is the pastor's wife at the Christian Church of Waterloo, also known as the backbone of the church. She... Um, Definitely, She's just been the driver, the motivating force behind a lot of what's occurred in terms of um, awesome. outreach and that kind of thing at the church yeah.
3: itself. And quite a Facebook Live star. Just saw you guys a little behind the scenes on your Facebook Live. Uh, yeah, that was, Pastor Mike's here too. Pastor Mike, um, I, you guys also, very impressive.
2: Yes, that was good. We've only done one Facebook Live in our, in our lives, I think, at this and point. And it wasn't that good, so we need to get some little consulting from you guys. So let's hear your guys' story, how, how things evolved and what happened.
5: Well, it was crazy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. And we're starting... starting probably we're
5: looking f- back on it now, right? it's like, how do we do it? You know, our job was to open the door. And we knew that um, Thursday we were at the church, our, and um, Mike was in communication with the fire department and the chief of police. And um, at one point, uh, the ch- uh, the chief said why don't you guys go ahead and go home and get a good night's sleep we don't think anything's going to happen overnight so we did uh, we left about eight o'clock at night went home went to bed got up the next morning packed a bag thinking we'd probably come home on on saturday and um had breakfast and drove out dodge street and found out it was closed and our first thought was it was probably an accident or something. So we turned down and and when we crested the hill on Maple and saw the water, it was it was the most. You didn't expect thing. it. That wasn't expected at I'll all. I'll never forget it. Yeah. I mean, it was like looking at the ocean. Right. Wow. And we were just that was one of the
3: eeriest. Not in that area, but down by um, going over on I eighty going west, seeing by where that airplane, whatever, that, that F, F whatever is up there on that metal thing but where all the eagles are. You like where all my, my directions are? <laughs> like I like your landmarks You like my landmarks <laughs> where all yeah. the eagles are? Uh, th- the water was, it was like endless. You're right. It was like yeah. looking at the ocean.
5: It was crazy. And so then Mike's like, oh my gosh, how are we going to get to the church? I'm like, "Why? Well, we could swim. Yeah. That's yeah. about your only option. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah. Right. It was crazy. And so um, that was when we called Kristen's parents and said, how do we what's a back way? How are we going to get in? And um, Kristen's dad, Larry said, call Kristen, she's on her way here. And, you know, talk to her. So then she said Center Street was still open. So we rushed down to Center Street, and the water was already up to the road. And I mean, we're just like, what is going yeah. on? You're you, you gotta know? be you're
2: gonna be pot committed the minute you go across and you're you're in town, it's like we're gonna come back.
5: We're yeah, That's exactly. It, right? Oh my so gosh. So we got there and I mean we knew that. We knew we were going to serve people and and to be there but we weren't sure if we were gonna get washed away right (laughs) scary exactly yeah mike found a couple life jackets in the attic and he's like well now i know what these are for (laughs) oh my god (laughs)
2: that's hilarious so mike had to ask you the same thing when you were when you were coming in what were you what were you thinking what was racing through your mind uh what do we got to do first
0: I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to expect. And it was like Ruth said, we came over the hill and saw that water. And first thing that hit my mind is, how do we get there? God had put it on our heart to get to the church and get the door unlocked. And we just didn't know. We kind of panicked when we saw the water. And So again, we called Kristen and she's like, we're, I'm going across center. Now you can go down. And once we got on the other side into Waterloo, we got the doors open. We didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know why we were there. We just knew we needed to get the doors open. And, um, it was, yeah, it was crazy because Because shortly after we got there, Center Street was closed, and people started coming in and out of the church, and they're going, okay, Center Street's closed, but Q is still open. You've still got a chance (laughs) to get out of here. All you got to do is hit Q Street, and you can still go. It's like a Tom Cruise movie. It
2: is. Right? It's
0: so intense. (laughs) It's
5: legit. (laughs) I mean, people texting us and you know facebooking and saying you can get out i have to tell them about the open sign though <laughs> we were while we were at home getting ready we're on friday
0: churches that have an open sign <laughs> on the door. Okay. Okay.
5: it was crazy because we're like at home having breakfast and kind of packing and and talking about how are we going to let people know that we're there? This was Friday morning. This was Friday morning, yep. And in January, so this is March. In January, Mike had seen this sign on uh, Amazon, and he and it said it was a programmable open sign. So we thought we could put our hours on it. He thought, you know, it looked like it was something we could use. So he ordered it, and it was a bar sign. <laughs> open, uh, open.
0: Uh, uh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. So it, and we were supposed to have sent it back. Yeah, and it, it just laid kept... on
5: the dining room table from January until that <laughs> Friday morning, and we're going like, how are we going to get in? So I'm upstairs in the shower, and I'm like, oh, the open sign! <laughs> so I, re- I came downstairs, and I'm like, let's take the open sign, and you can figure out how to rig it up on the door, and then people will see that we're open.
0: And I'm thinking, this is nuts.
5: <laughs> <laughs> He's like only you would think of that (laughs) (laughs) so we got there and he's like running extension cords and making a little wire hook to hang it in the window and over the next 16 days people came in and they said when i see that open sign it's like a beacon of hope that's it, awesome. Yeah, we still have it on.
0: And it, 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 it kind it, of is sometimes for a bar too. <laughs> like you see the sign <laughs> like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, we're here we're there to heal the sick. That's right. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for for 16 days that sign stayed on. And for there was once or twice I think at night we may have shut it off and one of the neighbors came down the next day and he said I was wondering what was wrong. He said, because I get up in the middle of the night looking for that open sign. And that open sign had gotten shut off. Uh. And it it was wild because when we first got there, we didn't know what we were going to do there. And the Thursday night before we before we went to Waterloo, we had heard about the fireman that had fell in the water. And he had been in the water like for an hour, 45 minutes. And we know this water's cold upstream, they still had icebergs in the water. Come to find out it was 37 degree water. We got, I got to meet the, um, that fireman the next day. He was a real skinny guy, and he had hypothermia. They had taken him to the hospital, and he wanted to get back to Waterloo. And he wanted to get back to the fire department. So um, one of the things that happened was it wasn't Friday. I think it was Saturday when we got up. Ruth is like, go down to the fire department and tell him we have breakfast.
5: Well, it was crazy. This is a God thing here. Um, You know, we have a little bit of food in the church. We do a Wednesday night kids club. So we have kid friendly food a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. But The church does a pancake breakfast on Easter Sunday. So this is like a month before Easter. And for some crazy reason, they had already bought the pancake mix and the sausage and juice and all that stuff. Isn't that
0: something? Because they told us they never buy it that early. They always buy it the week before the pancake feed. So we
5: had pancakes Mm -hmm. and sausage every morning. For those first four days, until we could get out to a store, and and like you said, we fed the first responders and. Now, when you say and for those, those people- first four days, you weren't leaving every night. No, we had a we slept there. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs>
0: what What happened was the first day that we were there, the first night. It, I think it was Friday night. What had happened was we would have the Douglas County Sheriff or the volunteer firefighters would call us and say, okay, we just picked up two people. Can we drop them by to spend the night there? And the first night we had four guys that had been working in Fremont. They had, um, I think they were an, an insulation business, and they had been picked up by the volunteer fire department. They brought them in and were like... What do we do now?
5: Right. We had um, a couple of sleeping bags and uh, air, air mattresses. We're like, uh-oh, now what?
0: <laughs> and so I called one of the guys we down 24 the pews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have 24 beds in our church, yep, more commonly called pews. <laughs> so we called the guy down the street, and he's like, Mike, do you need pillows? Do you need air mattresses? Do you need blankets? Or do you want the whole works? And I said, we want the whole works. So he brings everything down. And as it was, um, the volunteer fire department had, uh, they were using an airboat or something. So they were able to get those guys out. We didn't have a place to sleep. So what we did was we blew up air mattresses and put them in the nursery. So that became our... Our
5: parsonage.
2: <laughs> it did. It really did. That's something else. My gosh. Now, how many nights then? You were there for the full 16 nights before you got out of there?
6: No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're looking at each other for the most part. Yes, we were staying there. Once the roads opened up... We, the,
5: right, Maple Street opened on Tuesday. Wednesday afternoon, we went home, took a shower. We actually got in our hot tub, and
0: <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs>
5: Just relaxed.
0: For a, uh, that's We enough. relaxed for a
5: couple hours and had got clean clothes, and then we went back to the church. And
2: well, I, the
0: the was, crazy thing about that was once we crossed the river, it was like there wasn't a flood.
2: It's uh, seriously uh, for a lot of people in Omaha, they uh, it, they felt so detached. And they wanted to help and they didn't, but you didn't feel it, but it was like five miles away. Yeah. And, it was. And it was just like another world. It, it really was. was. Now, Kristen, when did things start changing in uh, the, the thoughts about how are we going to help people? What are we going to do? Because I know it was pretty quick that people started thinking about, we're going to need to raise some money and we need to uh, raise some people's spirits.
4: Definitely. It was almost immediate. And I think the immediate need was your basic necessities, you know, toothbrush, toothpaste, deodorant, those kinds of things. And I believe that Mike said at one time that over $500,000 of donated goods passed through our church in those first wow. few weeks
2: that just almost gives you chills when you think about it, it, it means does what it took to do that
4: when the bridge is open it's convoys started coming across and one of the stops was Christian Church of Waterloo and um, so yeah so those first 16 days you really saw that you know the personal hygiene type needs those kinds of things buckets shovels things to clean and then it was just a couple of weeks ago, we're sitting there and we're brainstorming and it just kind of dawned on us that maybe the need has shifted a little bit. Now these people kind of have an idea of where they stand. FEMA is going in and red tagging doors and they literally have hours to get out, being told that their homes are going to be bulldozed. And so you no longer need a bucket to clean that home. That's going to be nothing here in a month or so, but you do need the financial resources. And I think that's kind of where the brainstorm for this concert came into play. And again, the concert's coming up. Concert's coming up. It's uh, Saturday, May 25th at 6 p.m. We're doing a community cookout from 6 to 7. 7 o'clock, the music kicks off. We have a great live op- opening band. They're local. Both of them are from Waterloo, Nebraska. Joshua Hall and Jessica Coffee. And um, then we have... On the main stage. On the main stage. And you know what? And then we were so blessed. We have 70 times forgiven that graciously donated their time, the the show, everything. How did and,
2: that connection get made between the band and you guys? Actually, That yeah, would be something. Because uh, let's I've, do some I'm introductions. I'm going to hand this
0: over to Emmanuel. I mean, um, yeah, here you
2: go. If you want to pass uh, yeah. If you guys yeah. need, whoever needs to keep the mics in your hands um, to tell the story right
7: now. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was Facebook. Thank God for Facebook. Um, Facebook got us together. Um, st- uh, we had we had been doing some local stuff here because we're getting ready to go out on tour. Tell
2: us about your band first. Real quick, oh, band, to, 70
7: yeah. Times Forgiven. Uh, we are a local band. We started out in a little church called Calvary Outreach. Uh, we're still there as part of the church uh, about six years ago. Uh, we started out as just a little worship group, but then we started getting people saying, hey, we'd like to hear some more. Do you got CDs? Do you got this? Would you like to come play here? Um, and it just kind of exploded from there. We we just put it in God's hands. Says we'll do whatever you want us to do, and uh, and for whatever you want us to do it for. And, and we started doing that as soon as we gave it over to Him. It just kind of exploded from there. We've played stages with, you know, Skillet. Uh, this year we'll be playing with with Cutlass. Uh, we've played with Matthew West, Mandisa, all those great. Artists and and Lord's put us in great places and, and really cool festivals that we've got a chance to do. Um, this year we're going on a nice big tour. We're going to be hitting the West Coast. Uh, we'll be leaving here June fifteenth out of out of state. So we're doing local tour right now. Um, once we heard about what they were doing, and we have like-minded hearts towards God and towards the people and towards outreach, so uh, it was a perfect fit. We decided, hey, let's let's help them out. Let's do what we can since we're out here. Um, let's not waste any time while we're still in town. And uh, it was just an awesome opportunity, so that's kind of what we and did. And I
0: think you reached out to me. We had been kind of chatting back and forth on Facebook and you reached out and you said hey what about us doing a concert in Waterloo right
7: right yeah so we started hearing a bunch of stuff was was going on out there and reached out to pastor Mike and said hey this is a this is an opportunity here um, because again uh, Kristen was saying that there's a financial need now, rather than just the cleanup needs, and and the financial need can be helped by putting together something like this where people can come and donate and and help in the financially way, you know. So
0: and this yeah. is going to be great with his help also because the other thing that we're concerned about is. You know, people have lost their houses, but we're also concerned about their mental state. A lot of these people have lost their houses more than once. The first time to the flood, the second time when the county came by and tagged their house, and then what had happened was OPPD went back through and they pulled their electrical boxes. So they've lost their house a second time. And now if it doesn't pass inspection, they're going to have to bulldoze their house. And some of these people, this is all that they have.
3: It's like it's so, so traumatic, and it just keeps happening over and over. I mean, it's, you think you get past one hurdle, and there's another one, and then another one. That's terrible. I didn't realize that that was the process in some of these cases.
0: It was, and, and we have people come in that are retired, and this was their last house, and now, because they can't move into their house, they don't have electricity be- until it gets inspected. Some people we know are living in a two-bedroom, one couple we know, they're living in a two-bedroom um, mobile home with 11 other people.
2: I was going to ask you That just blows my mind because nobody's been talking about that because we we know uh, when we've talked to other people that have been out there helping serve serve food and other things um, that we're talking about going to people that their houses, they don't have electricity. So their refrigerators don't work and they're living in houses with nothing. And so they're taking them hot meals because they have no way to keep food fresh and they can't get into town because of the waters at that time. And we were wondering what, where are the people whose homes were completely demolished or were red tagged? Where are they at? Because I know not everybody can afford a, a hotel room, and that I had no idea. That's what. Where are? Is there like a location where they've got the the RVs or mobile homes or anything like that? Or can people donate uh, a mobile home or an RV or something if people wanted to live in? Is there a place to plug them in to, to live?
0: Yes, yes, and yes. And the reason that I say that is there are. There's so many different options. Um, we, know, we know a guy that um, has spent the last two months in his truck because he has no place to go. Someone finally um, gave him a camper and what, he, what he's doing is he's parking it on his property and no, he does not have electricity because they pulled his electricity. So what he's doing is he's just using battery off of the camper. And people are just trying to make ends meet. There's another person that we know that has um, four kids, and he was living in a house. And after the flood, they came through and inspected and said it wasn't livable. So him, his wife, and his four kids, they said, you've got to move out. And last we heard, we have several people working with them. Last we heard, they're in a shelter. um, And the good news is there is... I can't remember if it was FEMA or if there was a church that gave him a $10,000 donation. And so that gave him enough money that he can start over. And I believe he found a house in utah
2: oh my gosh so now now when you hear stories like this as as the band and and if you want to introduce everybody that's here too and pass the mics around a little bit um um, who you got here with you uh what what this means to you
7: well it, it actually means a whole lot more when we when we start hearing it um just because it's uh you know it's very touching and and knowing that people are hurting and we have an ability to help them in any way we can you know and we're not like, we're, we're just as financially unable in, in to do things ourselves, but what we do have, we're going to give. And it was funny, because I was just teaching this on Sunday at church, that, that it's better to give than to receive. And it is, because uh, whatever we can give, it might not be as much money as we have or whatever, but what we can give can help. And what we, our gift is music, and, and that's how we help. And, uh, and, and we offer that help of hope. Um, from the stage, we talk to the people, we, we get to know them, and sometimes you know what, a hug goes a long way as well. You know, and um, if that's what all, if that's all we're needed for, that's what we'll be there for. Um, but we're hoping that we can get a lot of donations for this process so that we can really, really just bless the whole community of Waterloo. We want them to understand that there's not only a great church there that believes in the community and the outreach, um, but there's also a band that's local. That doesn't doesn't forget about where we come from, you know. Um, we travel all over the U.S., but we don't forget where we come from, and, and it's about it's about community and helping others and and being an outreach because it's really what it's about
2: now are you guys all from council bluffs area or omaha or? well
7: i'm gonna pass it down here um this is natasha and jared klein and they're part of our band here and they'll let them tell you yeah. where they're from
6: hi i'm from council bluffs and uh i play keyboard and seven times forgiven my lovely wife and I'm, I'm jared <laughs> She's sweet. <laughs> is. i'm the guitar player the rhythm guitar player and uh I look at this as this amazing opportunity that uh, you know it's just a blessing. I know a lot of people turn to music when they're hurting and you know distressed that it helps them, and it's just awesome that we can be used and be a tool and uh, and to minister in that time and give hope, and that's what it's about—to give hope when everything's lost and you think that everything's gone. And I mean, I've been been there, been floods, and it's just amazing that I just have opportunity to give back and to be there and to just support in any way we can. And and just share the gospel and just uh give that hope and that faith that uh you know there's been floods before we know about Noah so i mean he can <laughs> overcome and uh, this is just a great opportunity to to rebuild and just uh put it in his hands
2: that's fantastic and who do we have over here
6: uh my name is Emmanuel number 2
1: <laughs> 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 um ak they call me sticks i'm the drummer for 70 times forgiven awesome. i've been playing for a good 15 years um, he doesn't look like he's fifteen. I was yeah. gonna say, wait a minute. <laughs> did he come out that way <laughs> That's great um, I'm currently eighteen years old. okay yeah <laughs> and um I just like everything that we're doing with this band it's It's been a great movement coming upon every everything that we've done, concerts for people that we've seen, people that we've seen getting saved and it's just an amazing time to. Do it. I mean, I'm happy because we get to tour everywhere, and I'm just a kid.
2: <laughs> 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 it's kind of neat though how it all fell in place. It's time to be able to help somebody. People so close to home.
1: Yes, yes, and 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 uh, helping the people is the the greatest part because you get to see the smiles on their faces. And, yeah. Yep.
2: Yes, Kristen, how does this make you feel listening to these guys? They're amazing. I mean, what can
4: you say? Just, just so much talent, so much love, and just. Beyond, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you could not even describe it.
2: So again, the the concert's going to be on, give the date again. May 25th, um,
4: 25th. 6 o'clock, come out and have some food, community cookout from 6 to 7, concert at 7 o'clock. Where's this at? This is at Christian Church of Waterloo. Mike would probably have the address better than I would.
2: Yeah, some people, I mean, for some people, this might be the first time they've been out there since this has happened, or maybe the first time um, that they want to come out and support. And is there any difficulty getting there? What's the, um, as far as, what, what can they expect?
0: Maple Street is open. You can take Maple out to Waterloo. What I heard was is that they are going to be opening Dodge today, so we, Ah. yeah, so we should be. You should be able to take Dodge all the way out there. We are at two three seven two zero Cedar Drive in Waterloo, and uh, this is this is fantastic. Kristen didn't even uh, mention we're going to have root beer floats there also. (laughs) Okay. That's great. Now, and I'm going to, there's a reason for the root beer floats, and I'm going to hand it back to Kristen and, and let her explain. Okay, what is, re-
2: what is the reason for the root beer floats?
4: I mean, the reason for the root beer floats is very simple. I mean, how many of us have not seen the movie Hope Floats with Sandra Bullock? I mean, it's a classic by now. And I was just thinking, you know, what we need most right now and you know obviously the financial donations and that kind of thing but we need hope we need to give these people hope and hope floats. Once it gets floating, it goes higher and higher and higher. So I thought root beer floats, hope floats, you know, it
2: all just kind of ties in together. It works for me perfectly. Uh, You mentioned financial donations. Is there a cost to come to this or is it a free will donation?
4: No, it's absolutely free will donation. No cost at all to come. You know, if you can just come and just maybe unwind for a couple hours, maybe that's what
2: your soul needs at night. And we are completely happy giving that. And before we wrap up to go back to the band here, any last words from any of you guys?
7: Um, no, just, uh, visit us on Facebook and come, come see us, you know? Um, and and again, it's not about us. It's about Jesus and it's about hope. And and we want to share it with as many people as possible. We're still trying to gather some other people to help out because we have, we have other, other ways we can help out as well. We know a lot of people. Um, so we're trying to get, you know, uh, maybe the pony rides out there we're trying we i've talked to a bunch of our biker friends and try to get motorcycles out there we're just we just want to really just make the community a big big piece of this whole thing so yeah absolutely that's that's really all i have to say but i'm going to give it over to to jared here real quick and see what he's got You say.
2: Bet.
6: yeah we just want to be uh a, a great things because this is all about sponsorship and if we can be a sponsor it's it's amazing but it does cost and things add up and uh uh, we just want to thank even people that sponsored us and and got us where we're at and are helping us because it's important about our sponsorship and we have some local businesses that. here that are actually sponsoring us and it's a blessing. Uh, it's not much, but it helps and uh, it's what it's about—just uh, paying it forward and helping out and being a sponsor. And
2: uh, is there anybody you wanted to mention in particular? Feel free to do so. That would be wonderful. And you can um, take your time here because we can we can edit things. Don't worry. It's not. We don't have to.
7: We don't have to yeah, perfect. we've got a, we've got a few actually, um, and Go we're right still ahead. looking for more that want to help sponsor even the, the tour that we're on. Um, uh, but uh, right now we've got uh, the uh, International Heaven Saints Motorcycle Ministry who has sponsored us um, uh, to put gas in our bus so that we can travel to these places that we need to be. Um, we also have GP Enterpri- Enterprises, Gene uh, Foral, uh, Gracer Floor Coverings. They took care of us on on the, for this tour. Uh, DJs Car. And truck sales, they also took care of us. And then we have a unnamed person who just gave us a picture, and said just do that, and and just want to be a blessing to the tour and and to help, and wherever you guys are going to help out. So, yes, yeah, so thanks for sponsors. Um, we we want to be a sponsor for this, so that's the um, and we're just excited for what's going to happen. So yeah, if you can make it out, if you can be out there, um, please do because it's it's going to be an exciting day, and there's many many people that that just need that hope, they need that.
0: You bet. you bet also we do still need volunteers if you'd like to volunteer for the event um, we'd love to have you go to our Facebook page Christian Church of Waterloo we are on Facebook let us know out there if you're willing to volunteer even if you can come out for just an hour um, or a couple of hours we're going to start first thing in the morning setting up this Saturday so we hope to see you there we're we're super excited about this well, we're super excited that you guys all
3: came in. I mean, this is the biggest yeah. group we've had in our in our studio. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Good luck on the road. Yes. Um, and this weekend, good luck. Have a great tour. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome And a great weekend. All right, so now we need to turn the air conditioner back on in here because it's hot. We haven't, <laughs> had, we haven't had this many people in our new studio ever. So that's a it was a good test for us. It
2: was. It was. It was a lot of fun. That's and awesome. now we know we can do it. That's right. Um, I want to thank everybody, too. 70 Times Forgiven, awesome band, uh, getting ready to go on tour. You can see them again Saturday night. In Waterloo. Um, Also, uh, Pastor Mike and Ruth Ruth. from the Christian Church. And Kristen, who's one of the organizers. Um, Thank you all for coming in and really appreciate getting up to date on that event. And that just leads us to our next event. Well, it's kind of cool looking back and we were talking about my
3: brother graduating in 96. I graduated in 92. Right after I graduated high school, I got my very first job in radio as an intern. And the person that gave me you should thank him cuz i wouldn't be able to <laughs> work with you wouldn't be lucky enough to I'm going to have the me. chance to right, right because rocket in the morning used to be the morning show he was the morning show for on a couple of stations here in just, town, just he period. Was a, so, he yeah. was the morning show. If you were in the, if you were our, our ages, yeah. uh, generally you remember Rocket. He's and oh, yeah. he's going to come back to town for an event. Um, and he's
2: been gone for a number of years, like out of state, gone yeah. acting school. He's gone on to other I things and he's
3: almost been out of Omaha for almost twenty years now. Yeah, yeah, doing other things. But he's uh he's got a YouTube channel. He's a photographer. He's been a photographer for even before he came here. Uh, He was an actor, did all this stuff. Um, But he's coming back, and he's going to be in town. The Rocket Man premiere, the movie. I've been
2: watching the ads for that. And I read a great article, um, and Elton John is quoted in this as well. Um, Some people were mad because the guy who plays Elton John is not gay. And Elton John basically told them to go themselves. Because he loves this guy, and this guy absolutely portrayed him exactly as he wanted. he says, and I don't care what anybody thinks, this is the movie I wanted to make. And Good he loves it. Good for him. Just as it is. So I can't haters wait to see it. Just haters gonna hate, go somewhere else. <laughs> uh a song that's a <laughs> little piece song. Right. And so but uh, yeah, Elton John, he absolutely loves a the movie. They just had it at the Cannes Music Festival and um, uh, film festival, I guess it would be. And uh, he loved it. And I'm excited it's gonna be open up the end of the month on the thirty first is when the movie drops.
3: And then there's gonna be a premiere on the first here in town that we'll be giving away tickets for and rocket is coming back to town rocket in the morning back in town he's gonna be um on our podcast like long form i finally get to thank the guy like (laughs) legit thank him for giving me um the life that i've had honestly i mean really and he's gonna, gonna find out what he's been up to what he's been doing since he left And he's going to be back in town um, at Ray's Original Buffalo Wings. That's at Midtown Crossing. And we're all going to be out um, this uh, Friday, the 31st of May from 6 to 9 is when the event is going on. Um, So we're going to be out there and you can meet Rocket. We'll be all over Facebook on this. He's going to be on our podcast a couple of times between now and then. He's going to be on the 100th. Our 100th episode, which happens on Wednesday, the 28th. Is that right? <laughs> Wednesday, the 29th. 29th. Wednesday, the 29th is going to be our 100th episode of our podcast. And it just so happens that this all worked out where Rocket gets to be on our 100th episode. of so super. So, see, we were talking about, about
2: our worlds colliding. Right. It's I weird. Mean, we, we, we knew of him and you worked for him, and then I never have met him, and now come full circle. And yeah. we're all going to be in the same place at the same time.
3: It's cool. So we'll be out there. We'll be recording some stuff. And you have an opportunity for you to meet Rocket and yeah. hang out. And, um, so it's going to be awesome. So uh, Ray's Original Buffalo Wings. And it's our first meetup, really.
2: It really is our first meetup since we've been doing our podcast. And yeah. we will be definitely, you'll be seeing a lot of this on social media. Please share. Invite your friends. Um, we'd love to see you because it's been a long time since we've seen you guys. Uh, at any event I right. mean you think about it it's been a long time mm-hmm. and uh, we would love for you to come by and stop by and have some wings with us meet Rocket give us a hug that's right it's been a while we yeah. miss you we miss the hugs <laughs> um, so that's
3: coming up and yeah like Jill said keep it on social media for all more details we'll be talking about it um, up till the event it's great that's so great. Uh, in the meantime go to It's pattonjt JT Twitter, Instagram, Facebook um, email us hey at patentjt.com or 402-403-9478
5: and JT podcast, a Parkville
3: media production.